If you're interested in sponsoring How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Please remember, these episodes are considered for mature audiences only. There is some language and some mature discussion. Well, throw on a shirt to go with your boxer shorts. It's time for How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osa Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of August. The year is 2020. Glad you can be with us. Hope everybody is safe and well across the way from us uh, on the screen in front of me. As always, our producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? Boxer shorts. Woohoo. Well, I'm, I'm, I got to make a few phone calls. Okay. <laughs> you you use that rotary phone that you've got going on over there. Okay. Yeah, it's just a round and then you wait for it to come back. And then a round. Right. Yeah, you come back. Okay. Short terrible, one. Terrible for emergencies. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, they should. Nine. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> one is easy. <laughs> you just said 991. It's 911. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you should probably never be in charge of anything ever. Now, you know, it's a good thing I don't work at a call center. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't have to know the number. I just have yeah. to answer the calls. One of these days, they're going to create something with just buttons you can press. Right. Yeah. 991. That's what I'm calling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? They're all dead. <laughs> uh I, right. hope I, get, I hope people talk about that for a long time. I, I'll let you. I'll never let you forget it. Good. Okay. You, you you shank that first ball into the trees and say, you better call 991 to go find that ball. <laughs> Good. Good. I can't wait till Sunday. Oh, man. <laughs> As always, you can find us on the interwebs. Our uh, website is osafoundation.org. You can contact the show via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. And on social media, you can find us on facebook.com slash osafoundation and Twitter and Instagram are both at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Speaking of golf, Sean, you've brought to my attention uh, a very interesting topic to, that is worth the discussion. Uh, without further ado, why don't you give us a lowdown on what you found? Sure. So this is an article by Alex Myers from uh, Golf World, and it's entitled Distance Debate. Jack Nicklaus, I say Nicklaus, you say Jack Nicholas. Uh, Jack Nicklaus rips golf's governing bodies over distance gains. Stop studying it and do something. Um, so he's had Jack Klaus, of course, is the is a legendary, legendary golfer, 18-time major champ. Um, you, there's not much more to say than that. Um, you know, he, he is highly regarded as one of the best golfers in history, um, a master of the sport, if you will. Uh, so he mentions that the game of golf, uh, germane to the distance of drives off the tee, um, the drives have been getting longer and longer in, on average. And he's been saying this for 30 plus years. Um, and there's one snippet that I'll, I'll mention in the article. Well, there's a couple snippets, but um, I'll just read it from where it's pertinent. So he says, um, 
the USGA, the US Golf Association, and the RNA, which I'm not sure what that is. That's like DNA, right? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, with an R. Unless you're uh, tally, then it's TNA. Yes. <laughs> which is something uh, else. Yes. Yeah. The, the USGA and the RNA have got to wake up sooner or later, Nick Klaus said after being asked about the topic by Nick Faldo. They can't just keep burying their heads on this. They see it. They watch television. They see where these guys hit the golf ball. It isn't about how far they hit it. You just can't keep making golf courses longer. You just can't, you just don't have enough land. You don't have enough money to do it. And this isn't his first time that he said has, has, has expressed such comments, but it's probably the first time he's been asked about the issue on the same day that the same golfer, Brian DeChambeau. Bryce hit, DeChambeau. Bryson, sorry. Did I say Brian? You did. Okay, Bryson, I, you, you I'm, clearly. I'm batting a zero. I'm batting a zero to nine nine one, ladies and gentlemen. Nine, right, nine nine one. Bryson DeChambeau hit two four hundred yard drives, including a preposterous four hundred and twenty three yard poke on number one. Um, which I mean, if I, look. Um, let me just say a little bit of an editorial on that. 300 yards is considered the, what I always thought was the average, right? Like I batting 300, thought, yeah. Yeah, 300 yards is the average for, for a professional golfer. For people like me, the average is like 220 on a good day. And for me, it's what, 75? <laughs> Hey, you've hit some pretty you've hit some pretty good ones. I know how to handle my white golf balls, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Baha. Ah. So so I mean four hundred yards is just I, I, it, that is unreal. And four hundred and twenty-three is just completely, completely alien to uh to to the average. And over time and this article links to a study that was uh, conducted um, by the USGA and the RNA declares distance increases must stop in findings, declares distance increases must stop in findings from distance insights project. So um, while golf's ruling bodies are unclear as to what should happen next, the nearly two-year study of how far the golf ball is flying, known as the Distance Insights Project, is resoundingly clear on one specific conclusion. Distance must be stopped. So the, the, the study ranked the drives of, the average drives of professional golfers. And it increases by over the past, I think they did it over the past 15 years they studied, and it was averaged as one yard per year of increase, the average of, of the drive. And the question that this begs is, as Jack McClaus mentions, you can't do you keep making the courses longer? Because that's what's been happening as a result of these long drives. I mean, you're having 500, 600 yard holes 
because golfers on average are, are, are driving 350, 360 yards, as opposed to 15 years ago where it was between 290 and 310. So I guess the, the issue is here, what, what do you do? And one of the, one of the solutions that Jack Nicklaus mentioned was the changing the golf ball. Because the dimples in the golf ball allow for more, uh, for allow for less air resistance. So the the less the less dimples in the golf ball, the less the ball travels, as sort of I guess a handicap, in a way for for golfers. Um, so they're talking about making a different type of golf ball for regulation play for professional golfers, as opposed to the golf balls that you and I use where we need the distance, <laughs> but um, for professional golfers, they don't, I, I, I mean, w- you know, what, 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 why the, why the increase in, in drives? I mean, you have to ask these questions, right? I mean, I, I, my guess is a number of things. I, I'm just speculating, but maybe there's a different regiment that golfers are using in terms of strength conditioning. Uh, I don't want to say steroids. That's not, you know, but that can't really be completely out of the question. Right. I mean, if, if, you know, if I'm equating this to baseball, of course, as you know, the Mitchell report years ago, what was that? 2007, 2008, it was it was after ninety eight. Let's put it that way, and after ninety four too. Technically, okay. that's how that's how calendars work. Right. So yeah. they're just diagrams. Of they're dates. just diagrams of dates. So I mean, you can't that can't be dismissed as one of the possibilities. But I'm I'm I would again I'm speculating. Um. But there. But I guess another reason would be differencing. You know, the the make of a club. The, 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 the make of the golf ball, the uh, very tightly cut fairways. Um, I guess technology has a lot to do with it as well. But um, at what point does it become too much is, is the general consensus of this. Do we keep making courses longer and longer? Do we, do we cut back on or do we cut back on the golf ball and the technology behind golf clubs? Right. Well, let's start at the very beginning when you said uh, that you said do something. All I thought was that scene from Spaceballs where they all pick up the <laughs> phone and say do something, you know. Um, and then this is the, ludicrous. This is, <laughs> what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. <laughs> um, the second thing I wanted to mention is that. Uh, when you said 423, all I thought was uh, some sort of uh, Christian ending to a hymn of four, two, three. You know, so that definitely uh, shows what kind of a nerd I am. Uh, there was a, what was the third thing I was going to think? There was a third joke that I thought of. It'll come to me right in the middle of this. Um, you know, when, um, when, when this whole thing revolves around um you know a major change in so many different aspects because you know the same type of arguments could be made in 
so many other sports, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depending upon the context. So, I mean, we'll just, I'll, we'll start with baseball because it's the, it's, it's probably the closest in relation to the story. I mean, mm-hmm. people are hitting the balls farther. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about, or people have talked about how the balls have been quote unquote juiced. Um, you know, the, the three true outcomes have led to it being very much home runner bust, uh, you know, and, and, and definitely taking away the small ball aspect of the game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so we can go that route in basketball. I mean, you, they keep moving the three-point line back, you know. So, mm. so it, it's it's very it's kind of related in that way, in that you can't just keep. I making, wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I mean, it just when you look at where the three-point line was X number of years ago to where it is now in the NBA, uh, you know, it's it's significantly different. And mm. you watch you watch these cats take three pointers. Um, you know, in, 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 a, in a regular season NBA game, and you're just like, how, how do they do it? I just, I, it's such a crapshoot at that point, in my opinion. So, mm. um, you know, so, so that's something to consider. In, in, in football, um, you know, guys are just bigger. Uh, you know, the, the, the name of the game is so much more brawn and overpowering. Um, you know, really, if you think about it to a certain degree, and, and maybe someone has the argument out there, and that's, I'm totally down to, to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hockey is like one of the few sports I can think of where what changes uh, have to occur to, to model this type of discussion. I mean, you still got to put the puck in the net. And, you know, okay, so skaters are going to be a little bit bigger. They might be a little bit quicker. Uh, but no, nothing has significantly changed outside of just safety um, for the purposes of, of, of that game. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really – soccer is probably another one what, like that where, you know, you probably look at it and you're just like, what? There's not that much changing. Um, if, I, if you look at some of these sports as you go down in rank, so – I'm going to take baseball since it's probably the the closest in relation. You take Major League Baseball and you go down to uh, collegiate baseball, you go down to high school baseball, and so on and so forth. Uh, There have been a number of different things that have to uh, come into play and have to be studied and have to be uh, administered in order to make up for these changes, uh, in order to guarantee safety. you know, uh, the, the metal bats that that kids are using these days are clearly playing a role in the distance that the ball is hit. So, I mean, we have – when we check – we don't have to check bats anymore uh, at the high school level, but there was a time when we had to check them. Um, you know, you have to look for a specific uh, marking, which at this point is the BB core marking, um, which tells you that the bat is is legal – and has been uh, checked by the necessary uh, standards people to 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 ensure a certain level of safety, because uh, otherwise the ball may come off the bat at a speed that people just can't react. You know, so 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 there are there are lots of different examples uh, that we can look at here with regard to the technology. And the other thing that we can do is we can look at the value of strength. 
when it comes to the athletes. Um, you know, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at people such as Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, uh, Joe DiMaggio, uh, all, all of these players uh, going back X number of years were not as bulky, shall we say, as some of the players that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, you know, a lot of those players where we might think to compare them automatically have been linked to performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, you know, we, we, we know that uh, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Jason Giambi, you know, like all of these players who have been these massive home run batchers, Alex Rodriguez, you know, they, they all have some sort of suspicion around them at the very least, if not having already been uh, implicated and, and, and proven to have participated. Um, but look at, look at some of the cats that we have now uh, playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, you know, you look at, I mean, I'll, I'll just pick, you know, Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron judge. I mean, they are, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, they're completely clean. Um, you know, I have no reason to believe that they're not clean because you look at the testing procedures done now and, um, you know, they're, they're, it's, it, it everything seems to be falling into place mm-hmm. and yet they are hitting balls that sometimes can start to approach 500 feet, you know? So now, now if we transfer back to golf, uh, DeChambeau is, if you've ever watched him play golf, he's a big dude. Yeah. He is a bulky, big dude. The dude hits the gym. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think that it begins with, the the priorities of strength training for athletes you know it used to be that calisthenics were you know the 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 major factor in determining you know how well you could you could play i mean because you would see these athletes work on their flexibility Mm -hmm. um you know and 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 really fine-tune uh the parts of their body that would allow them to perform to their fullest potential. By comparison, uh, you know, the, now you've got guys who just hit the weight room, and 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 that has to be uh, considered, you know, just as much, if not more so, than some of the calisthenics that they do. And mm-hmm. you know, there have been many arguments as to why you have so many injuries in some of these sports now because these guys are so tightly wound from hitting the weight room that, mm. um, you know, that, that, that there, there is, there aren't enough calisthenics in the world to prevent them from pulling an oblique. You know, yeah. I, I remember, I remember listening to uh, John Sterling and Susan Waldman a number of times when they would say like X number of years ago, we didn't even know we had obliques. you know, and, and now it's every other day someone pulls it, you know? So, um, you know, let's go, let's go this route too. Athletes these days are outside of, of, of what we talk about with the performance enhancing drugs and the testing and whatnot, very conscious of what they put in their body. Now, granted, you know, there's a lot of the talks about, 
it's your responsibility to know what is put in your body. And that's, you know, a big excuse that gets used when they fail a drug test, et cetera. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, back in the day, uh, an athlete uh, wouldn't mind going out to a nice dinner after a game, having a couple of drinks, having a steak, having, you know, and just, you know, really enjoying a full meal. Now, what these, what these cats put in their body is all protein, no carbs, no dairy. Like, like, like it, they are so health conscious. And I just, I, I get the sense it's kind, of, it's kind of like a pendulum that swings a little bit. And we're just at one end of the spectrum. Uh, and we're just kind of hanging there right now because of it. So I, I, to, to play devil's advocate, there seem to be, uh, there, there seems to be enough of, a, of, of, an, of an antithesis to argue against Nicholas's um, point with regard to what's exactly happening. Um, but at the same time, I also believe there is validity to his argument. And we have to ask ourselves, well, what do we have to do here? Is this, is this a change in the technology that's needed? Is it a change in our mindset that's needed? There, I mean, there, there are so many deeper questions that have to be asked, especially when you get into, um, you, know, you know, the theory of sports a little bit. A lot of people ask me, um, do you find baseball to be boring since the three true outcomes are home run, walk, strikeout? You know, there's no more hit and run. There's no more bunt. There's no more small ball. Um, Pitchers aren't going deep into games. I mean, the DH is universal this year for, for obvious reasons, but it seems like it's going to be reasonably permanent uh, because the union wants those jobs and people are tired of seeing pitchers hit. And I mean, for, just look at it right there. It used to be that although pitchers were not the best hitters, they at least could handle a bat and, and you know, move runners over and whatnot. Now, nobody wants to watch a pitcher hit because they're not even going to be able to lay down a bunt. You know, so, so there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. And, it, it, you know, the, the, the question of sportsmanship here goes more into the, you know, the, the, the arguments of, well, what is considered entertainment? What is considered true sport? What is considered, I, you know, yeah, worthy of like, this? It's intrinsic because, yeah. you know, I, I, one of the things that I was thinking about regarding long drives is safety. Yeah. Because... What about for those spectators? Yeah. Like if the ball goes 423 yards and you've got a downhill, <laughs> like you've got a downhill fairway, you're, there's no telling what, I mean, there are spectators get hit with golf balls all the time. It's a happy Gilmore thing waiting to happen in real life, you know? But like it, it happens all the time. Yeah. And, and, and the longer the drives, the more errant they can be. Right. You know, and if, if you're, if, if someone hits a 400 yard drive and it just hooks a little or fades a little, I mean, the, the margin of error is really, there's a, there's a lot of places that ball can go. Yeah. So you've got to, and getting hit with a golf ball is deadly. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, it's 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 small it's compact if you get hit with that the golf balls travel at 
hundred and what hundred and eighty miles an hour, hundred and ninety miles an hour. It's it's not an ex it's not an exact science, but you could it's, make the comparison to being shot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think a high lie ball is is like two hundred or something. Yeah, but a golf ball is it's just just underneath that. I yeah. mean, so it is extremely dangerous for 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 drives that long going unchecked yeah for the spectator for i mean even for the athlete to some extent because i mean what mental toll does it take on the athlete if they hit a spectator right yeah, yeah no it's true no i i mean, uh, the, I mean that you got to think about that as well i i have a i have a, a friend from high school whose father uh was way 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 back in the day was playing pickup baseball and uh he he hit a guy in the head with a ball off his bat, and later that day the guy died. So I mean, there's I mean I mean it's 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 possible, you know, and it, and it, and it lived with that guy for the rest of his life when that happened. Um, you know, I you know I think there's something to the club, you know, as well because mm -hmm. you know you know as we as we make advancements in technology, we have lighter clubs now, and we and and I think it's also proven that. A lot of how far we hit a ball, whether it be in golf or in baseball, doesn't even necessarily have to do with strength. It, it plays a role, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. the, the quickness of, 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 of something uh, plays a, a, as much of a role. So mm -hmm. when, we look at, when we look at the exit velocity of a baseball off of a bat, you know, there's a lot that has to do with how quick – someone gets the bat through the hitting zone uh, to drive the baseball. You know, guys with quick hands, quick, powerful wrists are going to be more uh, powerful on that, uh, on that level than a guy who's bulky because of the calisthenics and the flexibility of getting the body through the, the motion of hitting a baseball. And, and when you lighten the bat, the same thing happens. So when you lighten the golf club with, you know, a titanium or, or an alloy that's lighter than what has been used before. And, exactly. Um, and you, and you, and these guys, you know, do wrist exercises to strengthen the wrists and the flexibility and whatnot. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, the, the speed at which they can bring the head of the club down to the ball and then into their follow through is going to uh, do nothing but increase the velocity mm -hmm. that that ball leaves the tee. Right. You know, especially the tee shot. I mean, let's face it, you know, if you're, you know, when, when the ball is raised on a tee and yep. you're using a wood as opposed mm -hmm. to an iron, it, it, you're, you're just going to get all of those things to create a perfect storm. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm actually a little bit more surprised at the idea. And this is a, this is a complete layman thing that we can continue to alter or build new golf courses at this point. It's like, geez, we, we've, we've got how much real estate left, you know, know, that we can, that we can develop into these more courses. I mean, right. you know, well, how many more courses do we need? 
you know? Well, that's, that's part of the argument. Like, yeah. How, how much more can you expand before it gets, it gets ridiculous? What are you going to have seven, 800 yard holes? Like right. at that point, we're not playing those, you know? No. I mean, that, what does it become a par seven? Yeah. <laughs> like, at that point, yeah, forget it. Like, and I think a lot of this surrounds the sensationalism yeah. of, of long drives. People want to see long drives. People want to see power. Like there's no, there's no, there's no interest in target golf anymore. Right. It's, yeah. it's how far can you drive it? And it's like, it's like in football, how people want to see the brutality. They want to mm -hmm. see the power against power. They want to see the violence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at the, you, there's an old Dean Cook joke about how we can't watch the crash on the NASCAR race, but as soon as they keep showing the replay, we're like, Oh, let's look, we got to watch it again. We got to watch it again. Yep. You know? Um, and, and you just want to be like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. Just stop replaying it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing where, you know, the, the idea of the beauty of the, the finer things in the sport um, are, are lost. You know, those mm -hmm. things are lost in, you know, for, for the long drives. I mean, are we going to have to have officials on site uh, officiating golf to make sure that clubs meet standards I mean, that I remember. They, I mean, you already sort of have something like that. Yeah, I mean, you have someone checking the clubs and the balls in the beginning, and someone who's there with the rule book. Are we supposed? To, are we going to have zebras up, up front with you know striped shirts? You know, throwing penalty flags on tees. <laughs> you know, but I mean, maybe that's what people want to see. Like, you know, it, it's 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 again like here here's another just as a sidebar, uh, another paragraph from this study. Um, it says, as for the effect of distance on professional golf, it's worth noting that of those 20 long hitters on the PGA Tour in 2019 that were studied that hit long drives, only seven won tournaments. And on the European Tour last year, only five of the top 20 that golfed the, the farthest drives won one tournaments. So, so there's no correlation. Not, there's you know? no correlation between yeah. long drives and how good you are at golf. It just it just it just tells us that what we've known all along is that golf is about accuracy. Look, it's about it's about target golf. It's about, you know, pinpointing pinpoint shots and judging the wind. What golfers do you see? I mean, I'm sure there are some that still pick up the blades of grass, but now they've got all this technology to tell them what the wind is and, you know, where, how far to hit it. Right. And, but, but, but like what happened to the craft behind it? It, it goes to show you, look at uh, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Giambi, all of those cats. How many uh, World Series rings do they have between them? I think McGuire has one from the 80s, yeah. you mm -hmm. know. Uh, but Probably before he was – you know well he was juicing at that point as part of the bash brothers but he but that was well before 98 yeah you know when 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 the home run chase uh took over right. so i mean you just you just you just look at at this and you just say you can't artificially create victories and championships you know it's you can't right. muscle your way to to that i mean you can't you know with you can't even buy championships you know, I mean, I think that um, I look I look at like the 2009 World Series with the Yankees, and like they, they had to have a lot of lucky breaks and a lot of stuff go right. 
mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and even get some, some bad calls in their favor in order to, to win that championship. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it wasn't all about spending all the money beforehand to bring in Sabathia, Burnett, and, and Teixeira to, to win it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Hideki Matsui was the MVP of the World Series, yep. for crying out loud. Okay, yeah. So the point being that, just like the correlation there, if, if, if the cats who are driving the ball the farthest are not winning the tournaments, then what is the drive, no pun intended, to, to do this? Um, do, you know, are they going to get more money out of endorsements this way? I mean, I, I would imagine that's one of the few things I can think of. People are going to mm-hmm. tune in to, to watch them hit the ball, and it has nothing to do with whether or not they win. It has everything to do with the bottom line, which is the dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, you look, at, you look at all the baseball players who are just like, you know, winning doesn't mean anything to me because as long as I get my endorsement checks, mm-hmm. uh, I'll make more money doing that than I will ever play in the game. You know, so, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and it really makes you question what is going on with that. Where, where are we supposed to put our, um, our loyalty and, 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 and whatnot? And it's a great debate because I don't, I don't know the answer. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to pretend to know the answer because, mm. you know, I know, how, I know what works for me. And I know what works for me for what I'm looking to do, you know, within the tried and true games that I play. You know, I know that when I play baseball, when I watch baseball, when I officiate baseball, when I coach baseball, I know exactly what people should be trying to do. And I can tell you point blank that the tried and true tested theories of get them on, get them over, get them in, playing small ball um, to a certain degree still brings about victories. Mm-hmm. And the idea of just hitting the ball as hard as you can, as far as you can, always comes with the caveat of you're going to fail more often than, than not. Right. And when you're not making Boku bucks, it, it, doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean a thing. You know, twice, people, twice the pride, double the fall. As exactly. Who said in uh, Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> I thought it was double the. Is that what he said? Really? Twice the pride, double the fall. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go back and watch that movie with, uh, with captions on. I think that's what he said. I thought it was something else, but then again, I don't know anything, so that's that's totally fine with me. But it's, but but I mean, if you go for broke, and I mean, like when I was when I was learning golf. I took lessons when I was like 12, right? And my instructor said, don't try to power through it. Yeah. It's not about power. It's about balance. It's about flexibility. It's if you try to whale it, it's not going anywhere. Yep. If you, if you just relax and swing through it and with a, with a, with a center, with a centered low grav, low center of gravity stance with the energy coming up from your feet, rather than through your arms, you're going to hit it. You're going to hit it farther and it's going to go and it's going to stay straight. Yep. You know, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's a mind game really. Oh yeah. If you think about it, the more you think about it, the less it's going to happen. You know, you just have to let go and just swing. And the if you practice enough, the mechanics will be there. Right. You know, I, I think of it, I equate it to, to musicianship. 
I mean, if I'm practicing a lick over and over and over again, and it becomes second nature after a while, and I don't even need to look at the music anymore. And when I try it again, three days later, after not thinking about it, I get it nearly perfect. Right. You've created the muscle memory, so to speak. Yeah. You've created the neural, the neural pathway. Right. So the same could be applied for anything. Yeah. And I think the problem that the, 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 the problem with these long drives is that you, you got to think about, you know, the, the role models that these guys play as for, for, for younger people, like for kids who are playing golf. And if they see some guy power through a shot and see him drive 400 yards, these kids are going to try something that they shouldn't be trying Yeah, and they're going to hurt themselves. Yep. I'll tell you. And and it hurts. I've listen, I've tried powering through a golf shot before and I hit the ground with the club and I, I sprained like not sprained, but I pulled a muscle in between my ribs that I still feel the the oblique, if you will, that we didn't know we had. Right. Yeah. The intercostal muscle. Right. Like between like, and my chiropractor was like, I can't get to it. Yeah. You're going to have to just rub, like just, work on it and and just take it easy and let it heal yeah because it's hard it's a hard muscle to get to so i mean all the and that that was one of the worst injuries i've ever sustained and he's like yeah that's a sports injury you have a sports injury and it and it and it's i still feel it a little bit today that's how bad it was well i went to the uh i went to the driving range on wednesday and i noticed that the more I relaxed and the more that I slowed down my swing, the, the, the more accurate and the farther the ball went. And on those swings, I hit the ball between 150 and 200 yards reasonably straight. Yep. When I, when I subconsciously sped through it or you know didn't do what I should be doing is when – you would hook it, you would slice it, you would top mm-hmm. it, you would hit the, you would uh, ground the club, you know, a foot before and you even you get would, to the ball. You would hurt yourself. Yeah. I, like, I, that's the thing. Like, the, I always was taught growing up that if you hit the ball right, it sounds right and it feels right. Right. It, if it sounds right and it feels right and there's no resistance, nine times out of ten, it's going to look right. Right. If you just count on it looking right without the other two things in place, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And it hurts like hell. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. You know, another, another good example is when I, um, when I coach baseball and uh, when, I would, when I would coach and manage uh, my adult league team, when, and we, we didn't play it all this year for, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. um, but um, – when, uh, when I would construct a lineup, you know, I, I used a formula because I was like, okay, we're a bunch of washed up has-beens and never were still playing, you know, adult league baseball. So right. I'm, not, I'm really not concerned with egos. I'm really not concerned with too, too much else. You know, I, I'm looking solely at numbers as telling me what, you know, how, how to dictate what I should be doing. And one, and, and, and it was working out pretty well. And we won a number of championships 
And someone, one of the guys on the team asked me, how do you do this? Why, you know, how do you always know how to do this? And I say, it's very simple. I use the tried and true formula from, you know, the past century on how to create a lineup. Okay. My fastest guy is usually at the top. The guy with the highest on-base percentage is number two. The guy with the highest batting average is number three. The guy with the highest slugging percentage is number four. The guys with the most RBIs are numbers five, six, and seven. You know, so it would go like that, basically. Um, you know, I might make slight alterations. Um, OPS, on-base plus slugging percentage, is a, a stat that a lot of people use now, uh, more so than some, many of the other stats. Uh, to, to gauge to gauge a lot of players, so I'll default to that sometimes to help me um, and whatnot. But outside of that, you know, it's it, it's it's a tried and true formula that has worked time in and time out. Mm-hmm. And and when people mess with that and think that players who might have more ability need to go in other places, uh, that's when it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and and what's funny is that. I, I will then also make alterations based upon sportsmanship. So a guy who has, you know, who might, who might be hitting uh, fifth or sixth in the lineup, if uh, he hasn't paid his dues, his monetary dues, or he's always late or something like that, uh, I, 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 you know, or he calls me a name or something like that, yeah, guess what? You're getting dropped to eighth or ninth, you know? <laughs> like you're, you're, you're 28 years old. This is, you should be over this stuff by now. Right. You know, and, and sure enough, it, it, it always, it always worked itself out. Mm. So, so the point being that I, th- I think to kind of sum it up and to wrap it up, you know, the, the point that, that Jack Nicholas is making is, is, is well taken and it deserves further examination because we, we, we can't keep letting our sports evolve the way that they're evolving you know there 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 is a certain level of evolution that always has to occur not just in sports but in humanity and we've seen right. that with regard to uh very you know small nuanced things mm-hmm. in our sports and and we've learned to accept them you know when we lowered the mound uh in baseball to increase offense a little bit mm-hmm. um you know when we added the dh in the american league uh, you know, so, so there's, there, there are certain things we have to do and, and they work out, you know, there are other things we do and they're, and they're terrible. Um, you know, to, 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 to examine this for the purposes of saying, listen, we can't let these drives keep getting longer and longer um, because we just, we're going to run out of real estate. Mm-hmm. you know, is probably... And real estate's not free. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not free real estate. Real estate, no. <laughs> no. It's two beds. There's a pool in the back. There's no rugs, you know? <laughs> I'm not holding on to these keys. They're for your house. This advertisement's for Jim Booney only. <laughs> <laughs> the house is free! The house is free! Free real estate, I'll pee my pants. Yeah. <laughs> It's free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I remember. I, I can't. I can't forget. Uh, there was a. Uh, there was a kid in one of our youth orchestras when we. I made that comment, and she looked at me and she goes, "How do you know about that?" I'm like, "How do I not know about that?" It's. It's. <laughs> it's, 
meme culture and it's Tim and Eric for the love of yeah. God. Yeah. Wrong with you people. <laughs> you're the, you're the idiot for thinking that I wouldn't know what that is. Yep. So, so, so I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there, we, we do have to continue the discussion about it. You know, I kind of, let's wrap it up this way. When, when golf courses are created, they're obviously created with the theory in mind of determining, you know, the, the level of par that, 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 uh, that the perfect golfer should be using and so on and so forth. Okay. Slope and, you know, yeah. environmental terrain and everything else too. Right. To so the golfer. Right. Exactly. Um, we, we, we obviously have reached a point where, uh, you know, a lot of golfers on the PGA Tour, for the most part, are pretty much uh, shooting par on the overwhelming majority of the holes. Mm-hmm. They're going to get their fair share of birdies. They're going to get the occasional eagle. Um, they're going to bogey some holes, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least, especially as you watch over the course of a tournament from day one to day four. You know, the, the, the cats who are shooting the bad rounds are, are, are missing the cut. And by the time you turn the, the, the tournament on on Sunday, um, you're, you're seeing the cream of the crop, okay? Yeah. And you're seeing guys who are shooting, you know, 15, 16, 17 under for the tournament, <laughs> right. okay? So, so you're seeing – it's not just they're shooting 15 under for the day. It's over four days that right. they're shooting 15 under. Um, how much farther – Again, no pun intended. Are we going to let this go before we're seeing golfers, you know, shoot 20 under, then 25 under, right. and 30 under, okay? Yeah. It's, it, it's going to reach a point of saturation where mm-hmm. we, we, we're just – something's got to give, I mean, people making the – I mean, driving – making the green in the, on the drive. Like exactly. That, on a par four is just – it's becoming more common. Right. It, 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 and it's like, you're missing the whole point of the game. Like right. the idea is to not power your way to the green, but that's, they only see the W. Right. They only see the dollar signs. People want to see that. If they can, if they can avoid usage of the irons and they can just, you know, do what happy drive to a, to a, that's a happy Gilmore right there. I, why don't, why don't I just try and get it in the hole from the first shot? That'd be so much easier, you know? Yeah. So, like, I to me, I want to see, and I, you know, maybe I'm the outlier, but I want to see them with the irons. Like, yeah. I want to see the accuracy. I want to see them. I want to see them get into trouble. And yeah. I want to see them hit it out. Like that. The one of my favorite shots ever was Sergio Garcia. He hit a ball into a tree, into a literal tree. It just stayed up there, and rather than take the penalty. He climbs the tree and gets his pitching wedge out and positions himself on the branch, hits it one-handed <laughs> off, off, off the tree onto the fairway. Like, to me, that's much more impressive than a 400-yard drive. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see him re- recover. That's the, that's the story that you tell – 
in your garage at 11 o'clock at night on a mm. Friday night after a couple yep. of drinks. Okay. Right. That's, that is the story. I have um, to show you, I have to send you that clip. It's okay. amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, and, and here's the other thing too. If we, if we liken it back to baseball, you know, the kids in the backyards always have the dream of hitting the walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth in game seven of the World Series, okay? Mm -hmm. If we keep powering home runs throughout the earlier parts of the game, the home run will become saturated. It's not special anymore. Exactly, exactly. And, I, and believe me, I mean, chicks dig the long ball. I get it, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but but, but we, what, what it speaks to instead is the, the question that, we have to be careful what we wish for here. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it, it's not a dire emergency, but we have to keep our eye on this. Yeah. And we have to keep asking ourselves, at what point do we, do we have to say enough's enough? Well, it's dangerous. It's, that's, it's dangerous because, you know, what if it, but, you know, it's happening so gradually. Yeah. It's hard for us to really put it into perspective. I mean, it's not like talking, we switch, it's, we don't flip a switch and then all of a sudden, Hey, tomorrow everyone's hitting a 400 yard drive. You know, I wish yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. <laughs> but like, but <laughs> I just want the ball to get on the fairway. Can we right. do that? that okay. Yeah, let's just, just, just yeah. let's focus on that. If, if the pilot can end up where it says on the ticket, can I just get the ball on the fairway? Right. Okay. So like what I'm, what I'm saying is I, there's a lot of merit to the ball itself. Yeah. Maybe the ball should be changed. Maybe the dimp, the amount of dimples should decrease. Um, you know, that's, I mean, to me, all that requires is manufacturing golf balls that meet that criteria. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you because it seems like that might be the simplest uh, change in the yeah. short term. Much in the same way that, if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, pitchers were complaining about the laces and you know how they were lowered even more and it was a different feel and there were more blisters mm -hmm. and this that you know so the the long and the short of it is you can easily make a slight adjustment to the manufacturing of the ball itself and sometimes that takes care of everything you need to take care of yeah you know and just say listen guys if you're on the tour you have to use golf balls that meet this standard and mm -hmm. that's it. You don't have to change anything else. And then just see the data. Exactly. See the data come in like over a course of a couple years. Right. See, measure the average drive. Yep. If it stays the same or goes down, then okay, I think we're on to something. Yeah. Um, you know, really quick, you know, I know we, we, we mentioned the parallels to baseball, but the same could be said for the pitcher. Like you just said, you know, that the, the predominance is the fastball, right? Right. There's, mm -hmm. there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, people think you have to be a power pitcher, but how many knuckleballers do you see anymore? There, there are no, there, there's no, there, I, I don't know of any, I mean, Tim Wakefield, right? Yeah. R.A. Dickey. Uh, you know, Dickey. Yeah. But they're, that's it. They're not I making mean, it anymore. Yeah. And, and just, like, just like how pitchers have to recreate themselves many times sometimes just to hang on, mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't hear about them as much. You don't hear about the crafty lefty as much, you know, mm -hmm. who will throw everything and the kitchen sink at you. You know, all you get are 
the Garrett Coles of the world, the, the Randy Johnsons of the world, you know, these power pitchers who are just, you know, just trying to light up the radar gun. And, and this is why they don't last as long. And I'll tell you, they're, they're throwing heat all yep, the time. Exactly. And, and it takes, it takes a very, listen, every now and then a great power pitcher is going to come along and they're going to have a God given ability to do that. Just like every now and then a great power hitter is going to come along and they're going to have a mm -hmm. God given ability to do that. Okay. Um, I look at Randy Johnson and I say, the dude was out of this world. Okay. What he was able to do. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, so he didn't have to, you know, think about anything else other than throwing the ball hundred miles an hour. Um, but pitching is all about keeping hitters off balance. It's about changing planes and changing speeds. It's about location. It's, a, you know, very, very rarely at the highest levels of competition can you just muscle up and throw a ball past a batter, okay? Unless you're throwing 98 at the letters consistently, you, you just, you just it's, hitters are going to catch up to it. Yep. Okay? Um, and, and, and pitchers have an advantage right now because – you know, the, the, the statistics are showing the three true outcomes are the most important things. They're, you know, they, they don't care about anything else other than that. Right. Um, you know, so, I, I, you know, it's, it, it, it will eventually catch up. It's a matter of, at least in golf, what do we have to do because, because there's, no, there's no competition to kind of balance it out. You're playing against yourself, right. you know? Um, I mean, there is a competition amongst the players in tournaments. But right, but you're not, you're not competing. A, you know, I, we talk about how you compete with people. This right, is no a, one's a, throwing the golf ball at you and you have to hit it. Like, exactly. Like, can you imagine? Oh, man, that would be <laughs> hilarious. It would be, it would, yeah. It would be, like, it would be like a really weird form of basketball. Yeah. You know? Damn, but uh, what? what are you thinking about Yasmin Bleeth again? Is that what it was? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but okay anyway i think i but, but, but i think we've, we think we're on to something and yeah. uh and and i think this is something for you know that's a nice deeper thing for people to think about yeah. um you know this, this is fun so uh mm -hmm. we'll uh we'll keep on keeping on i know we're gonna have plenty to talk about uh in the in the next month as uh the world is a muck with uh god knows what whatever else and uh we're gonna have some fun coming up so uh yeah. sean thank you as always yep um, everybody out there, we hope that you uh, continue to stay safe and, uh, and healthy. Uh, as always, check us out at osafoundation.org. Contact us, uh, uh, the show at podcast at osafoundation.com, facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. And uh, until next time, everybody, we hope that you treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osafoundation.org.